Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There is the music, and we are back underway together again for episode number 135, Cool Button Hockey Podcast. What a round. And I know it's recency bias, but it might be the best first round ever, if not one of the best first rounds. We had upsets, we had drama, we had comebacks, we had monkeys off the back, all of it, Craig. And for the people in the other sports who look over and see us on our side of the fence, the grass is greener. At times, I really do believe our grass is greener. Tell me that I'm not just being hockey biased. Hey, listen, Charles Barkley from TNT said, I'm turning over to the NHL playoffs. It's better than what I'm watching here. So forget about me and you who love hockey. Charles, Sir Charles says, uh-uh, not happening. I'm going to watch the hockey. If you didn't watch this game. And, and it's another, I, I know that you have continuously said, we don't need more than 16 teams in the league. Isn't the first round another great example of that? The race is down the stretch of the final week of the season, final weeks of the season. Look at what the Florida Panthers have to do to just make the playoffs. You know, you think about, you know, how, how, how it works and everything that goes with it. So to me, the, the, the NHL playoffs are perfect. And, and you know what? I'm going to drop the whole one versus eight. I, I'm just going to drop it. Uh, you know what? There's no perfect system, so I'm not even going to go there anymore because, you know what? One did play eight, and eight won. <laughs> the, Florida, <laughs> the Florida Panthers won. So, you know, what I would say is I think that the uh, – I, I was thinking about the Bruins, and I'm going, Billy Joel, only the good die young. They died young. They died young in these playoffs. Three straight to lose the series, two at home. Bottom line, whatever could go wrong did go wrong for the Boston Bruins in those last three games. You know, you think about having a lead late in those games, giving it up, losing. Bottom line is, is uh, they didn't they didn't find a level of play that afforded them an opportunity to even build on that uh, great regular season. And the truth is, the truth is, they couldn't get a save. So when we talked about what could go wrong, we did say health. What if Bergeron and Krejci, and that did come into play, sickness and bad health what the depth of Zaka and Taylor Hall so they kept going they were still up three games to one they faced a team that wasn't sure what goalie they were going to play but they did face a team that had a lot of gamers and does when Sam Bennett was in the series Florida was four and two right Reinhardt was clutch Kachuk was Kachuk Barkov got better as it went along Verhage can play they've got tough guys to play against one of the things you taught me sometimes when you've got enough skill I just need some defensemen with will to get in the way. Radko Gudis gets in the way. I'm not asking him to go end-to-end, but I'm asking him to let the other team know when he's on the ice. Why did the Leafs bring in Luke Shen? 
To be Boryasamin, God bless his soul? No. And when it really mattered, Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman wet the bed. They won the Jennings Trophy, Craig. Their save percentage in the regular season was 931. Their save percentage in the series was 893. And when it really mattered, they went to Swayman in game seven, and he allowed two poopies. He made some good saves, but he allowed two goals. I test analytics, and guess what? You allow two goals. How many games have you watched where a goalie allows two bad goals in game seven and the team won? No, it doesn't. And it was a shocker. And with Bergeron in the lineup, they went 0-3, minus six, one goal on the power play. I'm still in shock, but I watched the whole series with my two eyes. Florida won it as much as Boston couldn't get the job done, in my opinion. Yeah, well, no, 100% with you. And, you know, going back, and I watched game six. Obviously, I was in Europe. I I was watching game six. And, you know, they had the three stars of the game. In that game, I was trying to figure out who were the three duds, and they might have had five duds. I couldn't believe how bad Almerk was, how bad Charlie McAvoy was, how bad Patrice Bergeron was. Connor Clifton, I don't know what you're – I mean, Connor is Connor Clifton, but, like, those three guys, Almerk, McAvoy, and Bergeron, I couldn't figure out who was the worst player that game six for the for the boss. I was – Steve, I was stunned. I was shocked watching it. It was like, where did they go? Where did they play? Who's wearing number – now, 37 for the for the Boston Bruins. Like I, like, I had no idea. I had no idea how, how they could play so badly, and they did. Now you go back to the Florida Panthers. I want to be really quick here. What is Sam Bennett known for? He, he's he got that Claude Lemieux-esque playoff, raise the level of your game, be hard to play against. And what does everybody look for? They look for – and Sam is a competitor. He's a battler, right? And, you know, he gets in there. And you just talked about a group of players that are in it to win it. Tell me if Rick Bonus wouldn't like to have some of those players playing in Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're gamers. And the Toronto Maple Leafs have their hands full. Do I think the Toronto Maple Leafs can win? Yeah, I do. But the bottom line is Florida are gamers. We're going to look at uh, the eight. Re- it, it's so, and you've gone through it, Craig, because you've got a ring on your finger. Okay. You've got a notch in your lipstick belt. 32 turns to 16 turns to eight like that. And you're down to eight. You look around and you can go, why not us? Why not us? You know, are we at worst one in eight? Are we Seattle who beat Colorado, which is a way I want to wrap up the first round because there's been so many sexy storylines. Seattle was the better team for most of the series. They don't have the better personnel, but the zeros from the Lars Zeller and the JT Confers, Ben Myers can't win you a series. And the Chushkin's personal issues. There was just too much missing on the thin edge of having lost Kadri and Burkowski and everybody else. On the other side, they just spread it around. What was the stat? 15 guys scored, two guys or three guys scored two goals. And Grubauer, when it mattered, went from the 890 club to 926. Seattle earned and deserved. Me and you are earned and deserved people. Did you get A plus? Did you earn and deserve it? Yes, you deserve it. They deserved it. They actually were better. And the hockey gods rewarded them for their work. Well, they, hey, they were. They, we, we knew going into the series that Seattle was a quick, fast team, and they could skate and put pressure on. And the Colorado Avalanche, the Colorado Avalanche, with a great run down the stretch to finish first in the Central Division, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive run by the Colorado. But they, they clearly, 
you know, we're missing key players. And, you know, we we can talk about Landeskog being out, Manson, you know, Eller ended, El, Lars Eller ended up being out. Of I mean, there was just too many players that, that they couldn't overcome the injuries to. And you, you consider the way Seattle just kept pushing. I'm watching game four. And game four, I, I can't believe that Colorado got that to overtime. I was stunned that they got it to overtime. I mean, I'm, it was just complete domination. I, I'm thinking to myself at the end of over at the end of regulation, this is a win for Colorado to just get to overtime. And then, you know, game six, what a great game by the Colorado Avalanche. And I said, okay, you know, they found that level. But then Seattle comes right into game seven. They were fantastic. And you got to give them credit. I got to finish though. You know, Rick Bonus, he'd had enough. And you know what? The, the Winnipeg Jets, I'm going to be very clear here. You better identify what your problems are. Kevin Shovel, day off, your team's not going anywhere. They have shown unequivocally this group of players together can't do it. You can change. You, you need to change things. No excuses. And I, when I'm listening to Kevin in his end of your press conference, like you're rationalizing a team that your coach said has no pushback. Come on, Kevin. You are a great competitor. You're a smart guy. You see it too. Bottom line is, I, I know what I'd be saying about general manager. Not good enough. We're going to evaluate every area, and change is going to have to happen because we don't like where we're at. Not like, well, look, we, you know, we've done this. Uh 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 uh. Either you're in it to win it, or you're not, or you're just, you know, putting up roses to say, look at my rose, look at how nice I look. Uh uh. I'm really, uh, I quite frankly, Rick nailed it. Rick nailed it. And then you got Blake Wheeler coming out. I didn't like what he said. What, you don't like honesty, Blake? You don't want to be accountable, Blake? Is that what you don't want? Give me a break. The Winnipeg Jets have to stop just being happy that they're back in the league from Atlanta to Winnipeg. It's time to now get into it to win it, as Craig said. No, just be content to selling out the building, making the playoffs, and showing well. Just happy to be in the league. Uh uh uh. They're better than that. They've had great skill for many, many years. And in future podcasts, as we move along and the games get lesser, we will pick a team like the Flames, cleaning house, like Winnipeg, where the Rangers go from here. Did the fan base ask for Kane? Did Kane get his trade when they already got a Kane? I already got a George. His name's Terrence Engel. Why would we need two Georges, Elaine? So they went out and got another Kane. Was that the right move for Chris Drury? Did he make a mistake there? And were the Rangers just too old and slow? Because the Devils are young and fast. That's a bow on the first round. Our focus moving forward here at 135 is round number two. Okay, Craig, round two. The monkey's off the leaf back. We've said for years, if they could ever win a round, they'd play free and spry. I mean, the Tavares goal, because of the way it ricocheted in off Radish, you know, 5 million people in Canada saw it go in and went, can you believe it? Good for Johnny that it was him. The Leafs didn't play great against Tampa. They had their moments, but I think against Florida, it will be different. I am curious to see if Florida can stop the Leaf power play. And I'm betting right now, you will see Bob and Alex Lyon. I want, Bob won three in a row, but he was 891. I think Florida will be tough against Toronto. Like, I think they'll be hard against them for sure. But I want to know if these goalies are going to handle a Leaf team now that feels like a 21-year-old country boy running the fields of Sweden, feeling free and spry. Because 
I think the pressure is actually off. Two things I'm going to say about that. You know, obviously, you know, and, and keep in mind, the, the, the core of this team had been part of the, the 0-11 run of not being able to close out a series. Oh, they, they, This wasn't like, oh, yeah, they weren't there in, 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 in 2013. They weren't there in 2004. Like, you know, you can't. But they were there for all that 0-11. You know, John Tavares came, came a couple years, seasons after. I think at the end of it all, yeah, you're right, they did. I thought that a stronger Toronto Maple Leafs team against a weaker Tampa Bay Lightning team this year didn't play as well as they did last year against Tampa Bay losing, but they found a way to win, right? <laughs> you know, so, it did. but at the end of it all, I really thought that it was, I mean, you're excited about winning. I, I think it was relief. I think that, I think what it was, it was the, it was the pressure being relieved from the, from the pipes and, and yeah, you're happy to win, but there's this unbelievable sense of relief. Here's my cautionary tale for the Toronto Maple Leafs. In 1994, our team in Dallas just dusted the St. Louis Blues in four straight. We dusted them like nothing. We're sitting back in Dallas, rubbing our hands, watching the Canucks and the Calgary Flames go game, 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 game seven, double overtime. Val Bure scores that fantastic goal to send the Vancouver Canucks down to Dallas. And we're going, ah, these teams tired. We're going to get the Vancouver Canucks made mincemeat out of us. The fact that it went to five games was, was, was I don't know how it got to five. They made mincemeat out of the Dallas Stars because they've been in that mode. And that's where the Florida Panthers find themselves now. They're in that mode. Three games back against the wall. You, you win and you stay. You lose, you go home. And they have to win two in Boston. And they have to come from behind in two to, to get those wins. End of the story. Toronto better be on their heels. They better be, I shouldn't say on their heels, on their toes. Pay attention because this, this team right now in Florida, regardless of Lion or Bob, whoever, this team's wired to win right now. They, and, they just, and they just sharpen the saw. Toronto better be ready. And I think one of the advantages is because the Bruins were not strong, as I mentioned, down the middle, and Charlie Coyle didn't play well. Florida is now facing 34-91-90. They didn't face that last series, right? Morgan Riley at the best hockey of his life. McAvoy didn't take over the series like I thought. Riley took over the series. And say what you about about Samsonov. Forget the numbers on the first game. That lowers the overall average. He was outstanding in game six. That's an out. I've not seen a Leaf goalie performance like that since your little buddy. Your little buddy, Eddie Belfour. That was the best Leaf playoff performance since Eddie Belfour. And if not for that, there would have been a game seven. So they've got some other things, surprisingly, that the Bruins didn't bring to the table. It feels to me, whether they allow Canadians in Florida or not, it feels like Leafs and Six that Toronto's come too far to not beat the Panthers. Maybe it'll go seven. I think you'll see people like Matthews and Mar. I saw Marner seven years of not being able to go out in the spring in Toronto come off his face. That, that, that's what I saw. I think Marner is going to dangle, and I think the Leafs are going to score. Can Florida score more and win 5-4? It feels to me, Craig, Leafs in six. Yeah, well, listen, I think the Leafs, I'm picking the Leafs to win. But, you know, a couple of things that you just mentioned there. I, I had no doubt that Samsonov could 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 get, could be the guy in the net for the Leafs. He, he showed too much. Other. Over the, down the stretch, and we know Morgan Riley because of injuries and everything out of struggle. And, and my belief was 
People are going, well, Morgan Riley can't be your top pair. If Morgan Riley doesn't get the most minutes on the blue line, isn't your top defenseman, at least we're in big trouble. If Morgan Riley doesn't find that level of play in the playoffs, the Leafs are out. The Leafs are out. The Leafs are out. I know what Marner did. I mean, he was terrific. Matthews was terrific. I mean, everybody, Matthew Nice came in and did a really good job as a, as a young just doing what he does well. But if Riley doesn't take his game to the level that he needed to for the Leafs, I think they're out. So the, the, the people, I mean, I'm amazed when you sit down and, I, and I was lucky to be around some, some wonderful, wonderful people that if you believe in a player, help him believe in himself. Help him understand that, hey, get in there, do your thing. We believe in you. And I think for Morgan Riley, like, yeah, he had his struggles. The playoffs are a new season. Get going. Get back to the Morgan Riley we know can impact the game in a significant way. And he did. And he did. And that was and, and that's great news for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And how about, how about Luke Shen? How about Luke Shen going in there and playing as well as he did? You know, I wasn't so sure that you wanted Luke that high in the lineup. Luke was really good for the Leafs. <laughs> as was Radko Gudis and Brandon Montour. Brandon Montour, I helped run one practice a few summers ago. I'll take a little credit. He saved the season for the Florida Panthers. So I don't know what Jerry Sway Jeremy Swayman was doing, but Brandon Montour has not played any better than he's played right now. Also on Tuesday, game one, Dallas, Seattle. You take me through Peter DeBoer and his first year heroics. He gets a team. In the first year, well, like I would keep signing one-year contracts if I'm him, you know, keep signing one-year contracts because he gets teams to the Stanley Cup final. What will he have learned watching Seattle on the game films that he will tell his club so they might not fall into the same trap that the Avalanche did in their first round loss? Well, first thing, first thing, you're right. The experience of, of Peter, and I don't think it's just what he learned. It's, he's also going to learn from experiences in Vegas and, you know, going through the playoffs and, you know, understanding that, the, and, and Seattle's going to play Dallas very differently than Minnesota did. You know, you have to prepare your team for a hard physical series versus Minnesota. And when Dallas got down 2-1, I thought their depth really, you know, really killed them. We know how good Rupa is. Keep in mind, Joe, little Joe, wasn't part of that. Little Joe, by all indications, is going to be able to come back and play. This team has depth. This team in Dallas has depth. They have the best goaltender left <laughs> in the Western Conference playoffs. The number one, Jake Ottinger is the best goalie there. Jake Ottinger, as good as he was last year in that first round, you know, seven-game overtime loss to the Calgary Flames, he, he's been just at that level again. <laughs> Hastinen, I think Merrill Hastinen might be the – might be the the most under the radar superstar defenseman in the National Hockey League. The guy just and he can play, like he's got he's got an iron lung. And then you start Jason Robertson, Jamie Ben, the Benessons. <laughs> he's had a Benessons year, and like and and Max Domi's come in and done. I just think that this team in Dallas. Listen, I think Dallas will beat Seattle because of their depth. They're going to beat Seattle because they have more than what Colorado has. They don't have McKinnon. They don't have McCarr. They don't have Rantman. But they have more of what Colorado didn't have, and I think that'll be enough to handle uh, the uh, Seattle Kraken. And they've got, you know, the kids who've played so well in different roles, Ty Delandria and Wyatt Johnston. Oh. Like, Wyatt Johnston can be 
when you only need one shot to score, when you only need one assist to change a game, and he got those two points in the first round, one was a critical game-winning goal. And will his role be higher up the lineup in future years? Yeah, but it's almost like when he was Brad Marchand on the 2011 Bruins or Tyler Sagan further down the lineup, you know, he's got green in him. He's the Pat Quinn. There's a lot of green in that tomato, but he lost some of his green playing with Jamie Van. And when I look at Seattle and, you know, Jared McCann, there's a lot to like about Seattle, but if Yanni Gord's got to be your heart and soul and offensive leader, there's more depth, especially if Pavelski comes back. And the underrated Seattle defense, Heiskanen gets the, the marquee, but Hockenpah kills tough minutes, man. They're hard to play against, right? Colin uh, Miller, he struggled three games in, so they changed the bottom of their D. And only real people, Craig, who know hockey gall, those two Miller mistakes, wasn't Miller time. They switched the bottom pairing around, and it's been very good since then. So I, it's been a great run for Seattle. If they can do this as well, then maybe they're your 91 Minnesota North Stars. Maybe they are. But right now, Dallas can feel it and smell it. And if I'm Dallas and I'm at breakfast, I look and go, we're playing Seattle. And Vegas is playing Edmonton. We know what we've got if we get to the Western Conference Final. There's a road for a lot of teams, Craig. I see Dallas's road. Might not be the yellow brick road, but there is a road right now to get back to the cup. No, I, I don't think there's any question. I, I, I'm, I'm right with you. I, I want to finish with this about Peter DeBoer. So what has Peter DeBoer learned over his time, right? And, and I just talked about believing in a player. I talk about believing in Morgan Riley. But you also have to recognize at times where, it, where an opponent is taking advantage of a player. And you, you got to recognize, hey, wait, wait a second. I think that player could be good, just not now. And that's exactly what Peter did with Colin Miller. He said, uh-uh, it's not Miller time. And I got to make the change. I got I to switch it around. That's the benefit of experience. I think, and, and, and I admire coaches for doing this, you know, it, if you understand, you know, the strengths of a player, if you understand I can still get him in those spots where he can have a strength, but if you can't, you got to get, you got to make changes. And Peter did make that change. It was an important change because you've heard me say this many times, Mr. Coolius, what you're trying to find in your opponent is the soft underbelly. If you think you're pushing Miro Haskin out of a game, you're, you're nuts. He's not going anywhere. So what are you trying to do? You're trying to figure out where you can take advantage, right? The Minnesota Wild, they were looking to exploit Colin Miller. Nothing wrong. He might be different against the Seattle Kraken team. But Peter DeBoer said, no, we're moving from this to that. From that to this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Edmonton, Vegas, sexy. Devils, Carolina, still exciting, maybe not as sexy. Let's start with the Edmonton Oilers. Speaking of yellow brick roads, there is a road to an Oiler Leaf Cup final, Mr. Button. That road was first looked at in 1919, in 2016, at the North America World Cup Club. Imagine if someday this McDavid kid played this Matthews kid in the future. Well, that could happen, but there's a lot of runway. And Vegas, the only issue I have here now is, well, always held, Mark Stone is the straw that stirs the drink, is if Laurent Brassois, this is different now. This isn't a gutless Winnipeg team. This is the Oilers. And they've got guts. And they got McDavid. Whoa, they're down two games to one. McDavid, seven points, three games. Oilers win three in a row. Oh, and he wasn't playing well. Oh, he wasn't playing well. That's like saying... This girl's going to the Miss Universe pageant? Yeah. Well, they bring 50 of them, and they're all beautiful. That's the thing about McDavid. Even when he's not playing well, he's a beautiful player. Can they stop these guys with the man advantage? And can Laurent Brossois handle the upcoming Euler power play onslaught, Craig? My friend Bobby Lowe's, who's the uh, director of scouting for the Vegas Golden Knights, I saw him over in Europe, and he says, you bet against VJK? You bet against VJK? Yeah, I picked Winnipeg. <laughs> and he says, oh, well, you're working for TSN. You probably had to pick Winnipeg. I said, no. I said, like, you know, I, and then I said, after game one, I said, I was feeling pretty good. Okay, maybe I am right. I said, but your team's got, your team's got resolved. And he goes, yeah, we do. And he goes, and we've, he goes, everybody, he goes, all I'm hearing about uh, is, a, is, oh, all the injuries he had. He goes, did everybody see the injuries we had during the regular season? He goes, we don't make excuses. That's where the Vegas Gold Knights find themselves. Kelly McCrimmon does not allow the team to make excuses. He just will not allow for it. Bruce Cassidy's a top-notch coach. And that blue line, Brady McNabb coming back, you know, potentially for game one, that's a great blue line. Theodore and Petrangelo are two number one defensemen in the league, clear-cut on one team. And then you put everybody else together, and, and, and it's a really good group. They don't give up much. They don't give up very much inside. And that's why they're – so they can protect Laurent Brassois. And, and, and we know they can. But it comes down to and, – and I think Vegas, their forward group, we know where Mark Stone is at. They have a one two three four one two three four rotation they come at you. But the uh, Edmonton Oilers have a one two three four coming at you. <laughs> the top two lines, wow. And the options that Jay Woodcroft has at his disposal, and he, he – he deployed some of them during the LA Kings. Okay, it might be time for a little 29 and 97 time, right? Like, how do you defend against that? And and sometimes, you know, you're looking at Connor McDavid and go, okay, okay, well, try to stop two of them now. You know, you can limit McDavid. You can even maybe limit and put them two together. Good luck. And I think that the way Kane is playing, Nugent Hopkins and, and, and Hyman, Nick Bukestad's been fantastic for them. I just think that this Edmonton Oilers team, because of their forward group, because of their offensive skill, 
I saw Edmonton late in the season go and play Vegas, and they dusted them. Winnipeg took, or excuse me, Edmonton took it to a higher level, and Vegas couldn't stymie them. They couldn't, st- they couldn't limit them. And I think if Edmonton gets back to that type of style of game, and they can, I think that Vegas could, could uh, find themselves on the outside looking in after round two. I'm with you on the defense. It's the best defense left. You talk about Ottinger, the best goalie left in the West, and we could argue that Ottinger's the best goalie left, period, with Shesterkin out. Then you say advantage Vegas for sure. Eventually, with that super six, the goalie's still going to have to make a save, and he hasn't seen what the Oilers have seen or delivered in the playoffs. And then those other players, what is Marcia so? Riley Smith, Amadio's been great. Barbashev, like Vegas is really, really, really good. We know the Oilers are really, so it's really, really, really good against really, really, really good. You know, Vegas fans are saying, well, if you're going to question Brossois, we got to question Stuart Skinner a little bit. You're right. There might be something to say. Let's see what Stuart Skinner can do. It's going to be taking it to that level. And I'm a Mark Stone guy. This series isn't about the Jack Eichel, Connor McDavid stuff. That sailed a long time ago. Like Eichel's not even the best second, second best center in the series. You know, Mark Stone putting the team on his back, doing this. Remember, Mark's power play, special teams, leadership. He's got a lot on his plate, and I do love him. But also, you know, he's not the fleetest of foot. Who's going to be on the ice against whom? Chandler Stevenson's been great. I love it. It's going six or seven for sure. Yeah. I've always been on the Oiler train. I just think McDavid, there'll be a moment that McDavid or Dreisaitl's up against Brossois. And I believe in that matchup more than I believe in a matchup the other way around, Craig. So, we, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about Sam Bennett, right? Do you know who else raises their game come playoff time? Brett Kulak. <laughs> and <laughs> Brett Kulak was really, really good against the LA Kings. He, he played really strongly there. And so, you know, if you're looking at an area, and I, I, I use that one, two, three, four, that's where... Vegas is going to have to use that to their advantage to try to get when uh, Edmonton back and 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 kind of off kilter somewhat and and I think that Vegas can do that but this is a really good strong down the lineup in the defense group team in Edmonton arguably there, there's no question this is the best team that Connor McDavid's played on in, in his time with the Edmonton Oilers. Devils are through. I went six and two, so I lost. Colorado and Boston. So big deal. Nobody's seven and one that I know. And if anyone says they're eight and oh, they're liars. So the devils, I just felt were better than the Rangers. I test speed and the things about being older and slower that I feel good after five, one, five, one. No. And this is another feather in Lindy Ruff's cap for the hockey people. Like, you know, there's these circles, like you got your buddies, you know, and then you've got the media and sometimes, uh, you know, me, Craig, I want to snuggle up to the real hockey people and talk about Lindy Ruff, Lindy Ruff, the adjustments, the goalie switch, changing the PK. He changed his PK in the game three and stopped Kreider. The other goal Kreider scored, hit him in the leg by accident. It was going 10 feet wide, shut down the power playing game seven. That's what Lindy Ruff did. And when the Peng- when the Rangers couldn't score in the power play, guess what they were at five on five? They were old and slow. You know what? who was older and slower? Five on five? The Penguins. And they've been on the course for a round now. So the Devils win if the Canes can score enough to keep up. Like, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, can the Canes score enough with it? Like, you imagine Patrick Reddy, Tara Bynan, 
uh, Svechnikov were all in, we'd have a different feeling, but they're not. Can the back end make up for the offense? I don't know. I, it feels like the Devils would just, you know, with a Dawson Mercer, with a Timo Meyer if he's healthy now, with a Thomas Tatar, we'll have a little bit more skill against a team that's got a lot of will. These, this is a different type of series, isn't it, than, say, Edmonton-Vegas? Yeah, well, it, it's going to be fast. I mean, could the first period be played in 20 minutes with no stoppages? <laughs> like, that's how fast these teams play. And, and, and you're right, they're relentless. And so you're going to ask me the question, can the, can the Carolina Hurricanes find a way, find a way without Pacioretty, Svechnikov, and Tarabina to beat New Jersey? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. And what I, I think one of the most underrated things about the New Jersey Devils team is their blue line. That blue line is massive. That blue line, you talk about shrinking ice and being able to handle you physically and not giving you any room in, in, in which to operate. Just look at that New Jersey blue line. It is impressive with respect to what they have. And when you think about after the first two games when the, the, the Rangers, and I was questioning myself, well, maybe the Rangers aren't that old. In the next and, then, and when the four wins for the New Jersey Devils, this is how much the Rangers got. And they couldn't – and I think it's going to be – listen, we love Rod Brindamore, I think, in Carolina. The saying is, and Rod we trust, and you should trust in Rod because he's going to give them every opportunity in his preparations and the way they play to, to give them a chance to win. I, I, I think the losses are too much here for the Carolina Hurricanes against the New Jersey Devils. So are you telling me we both have the Devils, both have the Leafs, both have the Oilers and both have Dallas, Craig. Is yep. that what? Okay, we did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm telling you. Okay. I was, I was four and four in the first round. So, <laughs> well, you can't catch me then. Can't catch me. I know. The, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll end with my final thoughts first. Uh, it was a fabulous first round. It was 9.7. Uh, it, it was. Um, the whole 40 games. People say officiating. The linesmen were outstanding the whole time. They, they, they had There was no issues. There was no complaining about a face-off, an icing. If there was an offside play, and there weren't a lot, they were challenged. The first weekend, some of the younger guys, and there was some issues. And as we move on, people are cut. People need to get experience. Kelly Sutherland's better now than he was in his first two playoff years. That's fine. We learned from it. We talked about eye in the sky. We came up with ideas. But now, as we cut teams, we get into the best of the best group. And other than that first weekend, there were no issues. All the teams that should have won did. So once again, nobody screwed anybody. Nobody didn't get to the next round because of anything. So the play, the officiating, the excitement, and the road warriors, Craig. 31-19, and 19, the road teams. So I'm going to point at the home teams in this series. If the home teams don't win their games at home, they will lose their series. This is going to have to change a bit. The home teams, in theory, are the better teams. Who wins their games on home ice in round two will dictate who goes through because that ratio is too high. Exciting record, but too high, Mr. Button. I'm going to finish real quickly, and I'm going to quote my dear friend, Daryl Ray, who does broadcast, brilliant broadcast for the Dallas Stars. He said, in what holy name did the Holy Ghost of the Montreal Forum to win home games disappear in the National Hockey League? <laughs>
<laughs> I love Daryl Ray. He comes on the show and we say he's a walking thesaurus. To which Daryl says, the kids today don't even know what a thesaurus is. And you, if, they, if they use one, it's on Google. Craig, 135, bravo, welcome back. Enjoy the beginning of round two, and I'll talk to you later in the week. For Bruce Bolton, Craig Button, I'm Steve Coolius. Folks, take a breath. Let's do it together, Craig, ready? Breathe in, <sighs> exhale. One more time, breathe in. <sighs> Enjoy round two, ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.